You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Tonight on Alaska's News Source, the State Department of Law says a 16-year-old accused of murder is being charged as an adult following the shooting at Point Hope that left two people dead. Plus, the governor threatening to veto a major bill will have the latest developments on education funding out of Juneau. And that could impact ASD's budget here in Anchorage as they're set to vote on their numbers tonight. They don't yet have the key figure of how much money will be allocated per student. And from heavy snow in southeast to another round of high winds and cold air moving into south central winter isn't giving up anytime soon. I'll let you know the warnings in effect. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, a sense of grief and mourning grips Point Hope as a teenager. Prosecutors say shot four people in a home in the small northwest Whaling community is now facing murder and attempted murder charges. Beth Verge has been following the story, and Beth, the State Department of Law says the 16-year-old is being tried as an adult. Mike, that is correct. Guy Nashukpuk is facing two charges of first-degree murder and two charges of attempted murder in the first after the shooting in Point Hope on Sunday night that left two people dead and two others badly hurt. Now, he is being tried as an adult according to the Department of Law. The video you're about to see is from the Kotzebue courtroom today, courtesy of KOTZ. And this is where Nashukpuk entered a not guilty plea on the phone early this afternoon. At last check, he was still being held in Point Hope. While court documents show authorities say Nashukpuk admitted to the killings that happened late Sunday in that small village, the 16-year-old entered that plea of not guilty in Kotzebue with the judge setting bail at $1 million cash performance, plus a third-party custodian. At the same time, the North Slope mayor told me a short time ago, communities across the borough are mourning tremendous loss and looking to start down the path toward healing. You know, relying on your spiritual and faith aspect is important here and maintaining that there's hope for tomorrow uh, and, and this too shall pass is, is kind of what's going to keep us moving forward to process these types of things. Now, as you said, Point Hope is a small village on the northwest coast. The lone school there shuttered on Monday after the shooting. It is K through 12 and has opened for when students and parents feel it beneficial to return. As for Nashukpuk, his next hearing has been set for Friday, March 8th. Mike. All right, thank you, Beth. Today, opening statements in the first round of witnesses taking the stand in a murder trial here in Anchorage. Talon Westlake is accused of killing his father, former Alaska State Legislator Dean Westlake, in Anchorage in 2022. Her documents show Dean Westlake had traveled to Anchorage to evict his son from the home he was found dead in. Now, the documents show Dean's girlfriend owned that house, which his son was staying in, and was behind on the rent. Talon Westlake called 911. He called 911 because uh, his father was unconscious uh, and wasn't responding. When paramedics and the police arrived, what they found uh, is Dean Westlake, town's father, severely beaten from head to toe. In examining this case, you'll have the benefit of something that the police who did the initial investigations didn't have. You'll have the forensic testing, 
and you'll have this big picture view that I think the police lost sight of in the moment when they were doing the collection of the evidence based on what they knew and what they thought they knew at the time. Hero Award. Uh, Dean Westlake resigned from office a few years earlier after being accused of sexual harassment of a minor. An update now to a case of a man convicted of attacking multiple hikers last summer, including one who was an Anchorage Assembly member at the time. According to court documents, 38-year-old Sean Ahmed was sentenced to 360 days in jail with 280 suspended. APD says the attacks were reported at least once daily between July 24th and the 28th. They happened on or near trails. The court documents also show Ahmed is also being fined. He'll be on probation for five years. He must also get a mental health evaluation as part of the probation conditions. He pled no contest and took a plea agreement. Returning now, the weather situation is still some daylight left this evening. Here's a live look across Anchorage. Calm and dry today, lots of sunshine, but Melissa says to get ready for another round of wind. She joins us now to tell us when the wind's going to start picking up. Yeah, Mike, we're going to see some breezy winds even here in the next couple of hours overnight into tomorrow morning. But it's really the second half of the day tomorrow, tomorrow night into Thursday that we'll see those stronger winds really uh, pushing in here across south central. It's because of this area of low pressure that's sitting just to our south. Winds picking up across south central from that, even bringing in some dangerous wind chill values to the Alaska Range and further north along the Dalton Highway, even out into Seward Peninsula, seeing some dangerous wind chill values there. But it's southeast. It's going to see all the moisture from this storm, winter storm warnings and advisories in effect. Uh, through tomorrow morning up north, we have already seen some locations reporting up to two feet of snow, six to nine inches for the north and inner channels through tomorrow morning, along with some breezy winds there. Further south, the snow is going to linger through most of your Wednesday. We will see up to 13 inches of snow there, already reporting close to six near Ketchikan. You also see wind gusts there to near 45 miles per hour. Otherwise, clear, dry conditions across South Central. It's teens and 20s for many of us now, but we're headed back to those single digits overnight tonight with clear, dry conditions. Those temperatures will actually drop pretty quickly, so get ready for a chilly start to your Wednesday. High temperatures in the teens tomorrow afternoon, and again, aside from the wind, which will be strong, we'll otherwise see uh, pretty nice conditions tomorrow. We'll have a look at that full extended forecast, including when we could see the snow returning here back to South Central. All that coming up here in just a bit. All right, Melissa, we'll see you then. And as this colder weather returns, you can download the Alaska's Weather Source app to keep up exactly with how low the numbers are expected to get. You can also find the latest forecast and weather headlines. Well, news since 5 o'clock, the Senate president in Juneau is expressing concern tonight after Governor Mike Dunleavy threatened an education bill veto earlier today. The bill lawmakers passed yesterday includes historic funding increases. But at issue, Steve Kirch reports from the state capitol tonight the governor's priorities not included in that bill. With the governor's veto threat looming, some lawmakers told me Tuesday it might be difficult to deliver what the governor wants, charter schools and teacher bonuses in a short amount of time. We have 15 days before uh, it becomes law or before I veto. Uh, and I made it clear that um, if there are not certain elements in that bill, uh, it's, 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 it's not going to be, I won't, I won't uh, sign into law. The elements the governor wants to see lawmakers pass by the middle of March might sound familiar. They're what the House and Senate ended up cutting. For charter schools, allowing the state school board to streamline the approval process. And bringing back five to $15,000 teacher bonuses to help the state recruit and retain teachers. The governor says if he does not get a second package, he'll veto the current one. 
including increasing student funding by $680 per student. Senate leaders expressed concern Tuesday over time and the cost of the teacher bonuses. So I believe it's like uh, 50, almost, 50, almost $60 million uh, additional the governor is talking about just in teacher um, uh, bonuses. That, that's a, that's a, a big bite for us at this point. I'm not sure that we can afford that. And, you know, I've always believed since uh, I ran and I was elected uh, to a school board years and years ago that the best place to decide how money is spent in the district is through the local school board. I would, look, I would hope everyone's going to look at this as an opportunity to put some of those other things in the beef up the reading, uh, to, to expand the ability to do charter schools. Now, at this time, House lawmakers have not responded to the governor's veto threat. But some lawmakers I did talk to on Tuesday did express concern about the Internet funding deadline. Internet funding is a provision in this bill that the governor is threatening to veto. The governor said in his view that there's still plenty of time, and he thinks there's some flexibility in that deadline. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. Well, the governor talking about not just wanting to see a bill focusing on student funding for school districts comes as the Anchorage School District is set to finalize its budget later tonight. Joe Kadat is live tonight from ASD headquarters. They'll now have to do that without knowing how much money they're going to get from the state. Right, Joe? Mike, these districts have been fighting for a much higher amount of money and with the threat of a possible veto that Steve Kirch was just talking about, that's setting the stage for budget talks tonight. The Anchorage School Board is set to vote on their budget and that meeting could run as late as 11 tonight. A nearly $100 million budget deficit comes on top of the hundreds of unfilled positions. So what to cut? when you don't know what your Juno budget will be. Even with a plan to spend almost all of their savings, that still leaves about a $30 million gap to fill. At last week's meeting, Superintendent Jared Bryant withdrew an initial proposal to cut art and health teachers. But the question over the elementary school program Ignite for Gifted Learners is still an open question. Many parents here tonight are concerned, among other possible cuts. I am frustrated that um, you know the school board is at a point where it has to cut vital programs like Ignite, um, like um, Health. My kids love the Ignite program. They look forward to going to school because of Ignite, and uh, all those programs I think are you know basic core thing that the government needs to to fund. And. And we'll see how the school board addresses that possible threat of a veto. If they mention it, I'll definitely write about it at alaskasnewsource.com and mention it again at the news at 10 tonight. Now, the school board has to get a budget to the Anchorage Assembly by March 4th, and that's on Monday. And again, I'll publish as soon as they pass a budget. You'll see it online at Alaska's News Source, and you'll see me again tonight at 10. Joe Kadat, Alaska's News Source. Still ahead tonight, history woven into a sacred object tonight. We're telling a piece of Alaska's history about how a robe that means a lot to an Alaska culture is coming home. You're watching Alaska's News Source. An important weaving is returning to Southeast Alaska. The Sea Alaska Heritage Institute in Juneau will hold a welcome home ceremony this coming Friday. In tonight's Telling Alaska Story, Eric Soul explains the importance of the item and how it found its way home. So incredible. Made from cedar bark and mountain goat wool. It's older than I thought. They think it's about 150 years old. I'll bet you it's older than that. I'll bet you. 
This Chocat robe caused the buzz when it appeared on a Seattle auction site in January. I was like, wow, that's, that's an important pattern. That's an important, that has history. And uh, we need to really uh, get it out of private hands and get it into an institute where it could be studied. A group of weavers reached out for help to the Burke Museum in Seattle. It became very clear to me that this is an important robe. But there were only two days before the auction was to end. It's hard for public institutions to move as quickly as is needed um, to bring them into their collections sometimes. Then Katie Bunn Marcuse with the Burke Museum came up with a plan. Katie put together a group of uh, donors, including ourselves. Bob Moore with wife Rita became part of a group of six donors who put up the money to buy the robe. They also recognized its importance. A robe of this design was described as being the one that first brought Chilcat weaving to the Clinket people. Making this robe historically and culturally significant. It's what we call at ul, A-T dot, A-T period O-O-W. It, it's a sacred object owned by a clan. And, and we believe that our ancestral spirits are associated uh, with these sacred objects. So we absolutely wanted it home for that reason. And with a $39,000 donation, the robe now belongs to the Sea Alaska Heritage Institute. So grateful to the people who, you know, are returning it. These old robes have so much knowledge embedded into them, um, both with weaving techniques and dyeing and gathering, all the seasonal scientific knowledge you need to have. After being hidden away in private hands, the weavers now have access to it. It will become a teacher. This robe will tie past, present, and future generations together. Telling Alaska's story. How lucky we are. Eric Soul, Alaska's news source. Now the welcome home ceremony for the robe will be held Friday at 12 p.m. You can go to alaskasnewsource.com to find information on how to watch the live stream. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.